Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. It's like wanting to have your cake and eat it too. It's like, oh, well, we're split, but everything can be just the same. Yeah. Says who? What what rule book is this? Yeah. People create these like rule books without even knowing what the fucking game is, you and, know? And that's more offensive to our buddy that she's divorcing. Like, he's the only one left in the gutter. I would rather sit in the gutter with my boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the kind of loyalty like I grew up with, to be honest. Yeah. But that's like also a good thing for, and by the way, in five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We have Ed Park VP here once again. What's up? Um, last time that we were hanging out, we were talking about this. And I don't know if this is like a super LA thing, but I think we're talk about our weight a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but we were we just did a podcast not too long ago. And um, 
it's weird because once you lose weight, you you do start to realize when you when you gain it because of we buy skinny clothes. <laughs> you know, we're, we're talking yeah. about this shit. We're like, oh, I lost this weight. I could wear some skinny clothes. Yeah. And then you buy all the stuff that fits super nice. And, you know, you're a lot more athletic. You feel good. And then uh, recently for me, I started working out again because we were hanging out last time. We were eating at Denny's like a bunch of fat asses. <laughs> you know, it's a funny story. There's another funny story about that too. <laughs> we, we were at Denny's and then um, we're like, oh yeah, I've been gaining weight. But, you know, I see him ever intermittently and I don't really notice these things. Yeah. And then I remember just after we had that conversation, I was like, yeah, I think I gained some weight too. <laughs> and so- about a couple of weeks ago, I decided to work out again. And I had this shirt, this, you know, the sweat wicking shirt that I usually wear for when I work out. Well, let me tell you something, man. If you've ever seen a human turn into a fucking seal, <laughs> like, I, I, I put this shirt on, right? And it's, I, I don't know if this is true. I might've be, I might be making this up, but I could hear like a squeegee. Okay, so, <laughs> like the air pockets yeah. under your like armpits. Yeah. <laughs> And then it was just molding over my man breast so well. Uh, and I could see every crevice in my body. I'm like, bro, did I gain this much weight? Yeah. Like the flesh is coming out of the sleeves. And yeah. Shit. And you know, people will leave comments and they're like, dude, you gain weight. And I'm like, fuck, you don't know shit. Yeah. They were right. <laughs> you don't know how wide angle lenses look. Like, yeah. I was yeah, like, man, dude, you the don't camera know. adds 26 pounds, yeah. bro. What the fuck are you talking about? You don't know shit. They do know shit. Yeah, they do. You can see it. Yeah, the, yeah that shirt, man, that was, it's not embarrassing, but it was just so uncomfortable. Yeah. And I was so stubborn. Guess what? I wore that shit to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you can rock it with all the confidence that you need, then who cares what other people, and people say? People are like, dude, he's really buff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, I gained some weight too. I gained 30 pounds since last summer, bro. How, how much were you weighing then? Well, um, I had a, I had a, I had a snag because of a mental health issue. Okay. Um, I don't know if I want to talk about it yet, but yeah, I'm yeah. like waiting, like building up to talk about this event. But um, at that point I was, I was going, doing well with keto fasting and working out. I think I could do like 15 pull-ups at that point. Um, then um, I had a really bad mental health crisis and I like couldn't eat. When I put food in my mouth, I felt like throwing up. Oh shit. Yeah, because um, the stress and the depression I was going through at that time didn't allow me to like to swallow food. So I actually got down to like 136. <laughs> like, and I was frail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I felt frail too. Um, like I didn't move around a lot and stuff too. And in order for me, like I knew looking at myself in the mirror, this was an unhealthy skinny. I was like, mm. I have to eat have to eat and so i had to stop doing keto you know <laughs> so i started trying to put more food in my mouth and it was very little at a time and before you know it i couldn't stop myself <laughs> i kept eating hey dude let me tell you something dude carbs <laughs> is a gateway drug bro yeah Unless oh my a, god dude it's, it's so like bad. a vampire that just been drinking pig's blood this yeah. for thousands of years i just started with rice <laughs> and next thing I'm, I'm eating fucking cheesecakes on the weekend. You're so funny, dude. This, I don't give a fuck if you guys don't give a fuck about these conversations. This is fat people talk. <laughs> so just, you know, I, I've been watching what I eat. I still eat what I want, just portion controlling it, right? Yeah. But one night, Edric and Z come over and they wanted to celebrate my my birthday. Yeah. And they're like, hey, let's, let's just, what do you want to eat? And I was like, oh, there's like, you know, some Chinese food spots. So I kind of like racked up a list of stuff. And then Ed's like, I don't really want to eat Chinese. He goes, what about pizza? <laughs> I just looked at him. I'm like, 
Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say those forbidden words here. Like I can't say no. <laughs> Dude, I ate this pizza. And when I, I remember when I bit into it. And the reason why I, it's not like I can eat pizza, but pizza generally is one of the worst foods you could have for yourself. Mm-hmm. Extremely high fat, and extremely high, high carbs. It's just, you. it's one or the other. Yeah. You know what I mean? But pizza is just one of those just demonically delicious things that you can have. Yeah. And I don't even know if this pizza was good. But I <laughs> ate that shit. I ate that shit. I was like, hey, who the fuck's the chef? Yeah. <laughs> what? what the fuck? Who's the chef? I was so happy eating Damn. that pizza. Right. right. But guess what? Because I was eating, you know, foods that are general, like whole foods that are healthier for you. I got fucking sick. Because uh, I've been right. eating... I don't, I don't want to say clean. I want to say I've been eating correctly Yeah. Um. for the past couple of weeks and I ate that pizza and the next day I had fucking choro, baby. I had yeah. fucking diarrhea, salsa. <laughs> that's the that's the weird thing about that kind of shit, like this carb overload, overload hangover. Yes. Right? Like where you just like, like I can have too much like Coca-Cola and feel sick too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or like, you know, you eat, oh my God, just the other week. I had this, I found this bag of candy in my cupboard. It was from Halloween. And I fucking tore that shit up. <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm telling you, man, I don't know what it is. But Mariel, you know, during the times when she has her period, she always craves dark chocolate. Yeah. And she's like, dude, I'm saving this for my period. Her period came. There was no chocolate. <laughs> I ate it. <laughs> oh, shit. I ate all of it. Oh, I fuck. Ate all of the chocolate. And this is, I was going into, the, dude, every day I was making pasta. In the morning, I woke, I woke up and I made pasta carbonara. That's eggs. That's uh, guanciale fat. And just a shit ton of pecorino romano. Yeah. And you this creamy egg cheesy sauce. I ate that shit fucking like six days in a row. Because I was obsessed with it. I couldn't stop eating it. Right. Black pepper, just delicious. And then next thing you know, my fucking shirt fits like a wetsuit. <laughs> like what is this nonsense? Why is it yeah. so hard to fucking lose weight? But gaining it's like that. Right, like literally, it, like this. It, it was Stephen's birthday last weekend, and I tried on some button ups, and those buttons were just about to pop. Couldn't wear them. I have these pants that I that usually fit big on me, yeah. and I'm like, oh, these are my emergency pants. They're my pants now. <laughs> there's no, it's <laughs> not for pants. an emergency. This is the only one that fits me. Yeah, dude, we're just the, back to stretchy pants now. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I measured my waist the other day, and my waist during the time, and I know this sounds like me being obsessive about you know, having a small waist and being chiseled and fit. It's not that. It's, I realized how I was gaining weight because how I felt. Right, yeah. You know, like I felt a little gross. My skin was getting bad. And I'm like, this is like the sign of me, you know, having an unhealthy lifestyle. I measured my waist. I was a 35. I'm like, right. dude, I'm supposed to be a 33, 32. Right. I was like, oh Damn. shit. I gained three inches in my waist. Yeah. Lo and behold, I weighed myself. I was 226.6. And I was like, oh shit, I gained a, about 20 pounds. Yeah. And then, um, which I, I already knew, but I think to me, it wasn't anything because I was just wearing like oversized shirts. And when you wear oversized shirts, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Well, when your oversized shirt starts to fit like a fucking athletic tee, <laughs> that's when you know there's an issue. And then I just started like, okay, I gotta, yeah. I gotta, you know, check what I eat. And it got to a point for a moment, dude, I thought I was going to be vegetarian for a little bit. Mm. You know what's weird? Okay. So check this shit out. I was, I've been grilling a lot, but I started eating meat, you know, just, I don't say copious amounts, but just, you know, beef and whatever steaks. And I started eating beef and it started making me nauseous. Really? For a second, I was scared I was going to be vegetarian. Damn. I started weird. freaking out. Okay. So, so like I, you know me, like 
I ate pork belly for like three years straight. Yeah. Right? Doing keto and shit. Just a high fat, easier, yeah. easiest thing to eat. Yeah. So last year, like when I went through that and I tried to eat pork belly again, not nausea. I just wanted to throw up. What is that? Because that was the weird thing when I was, I was, I had to up my protein. Yeah. Right. I was getting nauseous eating the meat. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, am I going to be vegetarian? <laughs> oh shit. Bro, I, I legit. Not, yeah. I teared up a little bit. You had to like look into what vegans. Yeah, I was like, shit. do I have to not eat meat? Yeah. You know, but then it went away, and I was fine. I'm I'm back to just. I, I just had pork belly for the first time since last summer, today before I got here. For real? Yeah, like where I, that thick, fat ass Costco kind, because that's the only kind I like. I buy. Yeah. I I finally cooked it and I ate it, and I was like, oh shit, I can eat it again. I can get back into keto. <laughs> Sometimes, like when I look at when I talk about my weight, and my, and it's not about the weight; it's just being healthier. Sometimes I, I, it reminds me of that in White Chicks when she was trying to get dressed and she's like, look at this back fat Betty. <laughs> and I feel like I'm doing that to myself sometimes. But, yeah. I do that. I do that. <laughs> I do it all the time. I grab my tits when I'm fasting. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, you fat motherfucker. There's so much energy here. Yeah. Like you can literally like, and I'll grab my stomach, man. So like, um, you know, I used to have a huge belly when I was up to 240. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually lost 12 inches. Jeez. Because so, when guy. I was that big, I had to get tailored shirts because I'm only five, seven, five, eight, but I'm so wide. Those, oh. those, my shirts would go down to my knees to get a large, extra large. So I had to get these tailored shirts to shorten the torso, but keep it wide. You know, and also help like contour it so it's a little bit more V-ish, you know? It's so funny when you're hella fat, you're trying to get contouring stuff, but it's like, just lose the weight, fatty. <laughs> lose. Yeah, exactly. You I know? spent $800 on these shirts, these tailored shirts. Jeez. Yeah, a whole set of them. That's what I thought to myself. And after I lost the weight, I was like, I can't believe I spent the money to tailor shirts instead of just losing fucking weight. Yeah, and, and you could have <laughs> saved money by not eating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I couldn't give up one, so I put more money into the other. But yeah, like I, I'd lost. So I went to go get shirts tailored again and they measured my stomach. I lost 12 inches off my stomach, right? But then, you know, like I had like a very saggy stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where my skin had grown and stretched. But what I've, this past year, I've gained 30, 35 pounds. Like you don't see it on my face as much, right? Mm. It goes straight to my stomach. Mm. My belly expands first like crazy yeah yeah mariel always just says this thing about me she goes you have the nicest looking legs but your upper body doesn't match <laughs> what <laughs> she just said that to me today sometimes she just destroys me and she doesn't even know but it's a compliment yeah what? like Why are you angry? <laughs> we went to go uh get like some taiwanese uh like shave ice dessert and she goes you have really nice legs but that stuff up there doesn't look the same and she just goes into the store i'm like dude what the fuck are you my parents <laughs> yeah i know it's like a fucking like slight motivation yeah yeah but she's yeah she's always loving but she just like just an observation i understand because my legs are really slender yeah they're like muscular and it's only because i walked eight miles a day yeah so the calves are just fucking veiny and they're, right you know, they're muscular because i'm walking up hills for eight miles it's like a polynesian korean thing yeah, we just have big calves. Big calves, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, it's it's weird when I'm I'm at this point now where like I um I'm trying to understand like my relationship with food and you know why I have this certain addiction towards these foods. And it's sometimes it's really hard to process because after I eat this pasta, I'm just like for, by the way, it's 
you know, if anybody who's out there who's like a dietitian, if you're thinking that I'm going foregoing things in, you know, in the name of, you know, pseudo health, it's not that. I'm talking about when I eat pasta, there's like, you would think there was an Ita- Italian family of five waiting. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Yeah, like they're like, he's a decent for me. Yeah. yeah you, you, know? you put a Danny spaghetti in front of me, I'm going to go fuck what they is. That's the weirdest yeah. thing about it. It's like, you know what I mean? Like the way I eat like pasta, it's like, yeah. You think it's for, you know, fucking, you know, Giuseppe, you know, <laughs> Giuseppe, you're going to have a little pasta. So I, I actually read this book. Uh, it's called Sapiens, right? Mm-hmm. Incredible book. It's like an alien wrote a book about humanity. It's as if, yeah, an alien gave a book report about human history. Mm. So it's like looking at us like from 30,000 feet in the air and watching us what we do. And there's, so there's one theory about like our dependence not dependence, but how we're both, you know, fat energy and carb energy, mm-hmm. right? Because as hunter-gatherers and cavemen and all that shit, we just, we kill and eat meat and fat, mm-hmm. right? But then- um, Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find- people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. My lovely genius brain farts. This podcast is brought to you by Fume. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've been there too. But here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. It's not about giving up. It's about switching up, baby. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. What is Fume, you ask? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy that makes replacing your bad habit easy. I keep one in my car just because I'm a fidgety guy. And guess what? I'd be puffing on that delicious herbal tea vapor, my friends. Nothing bad for you in there. And definitely, definitely fun to use. My friends, start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash genius and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving the listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code genius to help make starting the good habit that much easier easier. Start the good habit at trifume.com slash genius to save 10% off the journey pack today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better 
and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Every now and then, right? Like fruits in nature would be pretty rare. You come across a fruit tree, right? They didn't. They 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 predict that they didn't just eat one. Yeah, because if you didn't have sugar back then, and you had like one strawberry of 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 some you know bush or some shit, that sugar would ignite in your brain, right? Like, because I felt it too when when I was on deep keto and I didn't eat sugar for like a year or some shit, and then my brother in law took me to M Grill and they have a fucking grilled pineapple, delicious by the yeah. way. Yeah, and when I ate that shit. I couldn't hold back my tears. I could feel Japanese anime. Yeah, <laughs> I could feel my hair standing up. I can feel ting- tingling in my fingers down to my legs and my toes. Like I felt a, the sugar high. I yeah. felt it. So they assume like back then, like the theory is that um, because you're in survival mode, constantly eating meat and fat, that once you have that carb, your brain craves more knowing that for survival, you have to stock up. So when you go eat meat again, you'll store that fat in your mm. body because of all the carbs you ate. So it's called like the sugar gorge theory or something where a caveman would see a tree and just wouldn't just eat one, they'll eat all of it. So to oh. this day, we get a pint of ice cream. We're not going to just do one scoop. We might eat the whole fucking thing and be like, "Where? what happened? How many times does that happen? How did I eat all this candy? You say, How did I eat all this? You say this now, dude, literally I bought this uh, ice cream from Costco. Yeah. It was avocado ice cream. <laughs> and in my mind, I rationalized, oh, this is healthy. <laughs> there avocado was four, fat. There was four pints of it, right? Yeah. It was gone in two days. Right. And you're like, what the fuck happened? And this, you know, it, it wasn't me. It was Mariel. <laughs> she goes, oh, you ate all the dark chocolate? Okay. At least I have ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> Full circle <laughs> came back to my chair. Yes. How do you eat right. this whole thing? And then you're like, I don't know. That's like that's a human, very human thing because yeah. of our nature to to need to survive is to eat. That's why I stay away from sugar. Because mm-hmm. I know I can't just have one. That's the hard it's thing too. That's why I choose not to buy certain things in yeah. this household. I mean, she knows how to portion control so well. Mm-hmm. Like if she has like she could eat like a half a tortilla and she goes, Oh, I'm good. No. <laughs> no, my friend. That's crazy. Porque no. <laughs> Are you crazy? I'm going to have, you know, tortillas. I'm going to have, you know, frijoles. We're going to have, you know, arroz or, you know, arroz con pollo. Whatever you talk about. Yeah, I'm you can't have just it. have one. Yeah. Then that's you- my poor Mexican accent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to eat everything, my friend. Yeah. Like I'm going to go to fucking town. That's yeah. why I don't go to taco spots anymore. It's not one taco. It's so, not two. Like, I, I don't talk about this a lot anymore mm-hmm. um, because that was in my past. But remember when I first got here, I was telling you about my drug problems. Yeah, yeah. I swear to God, sugar is the next closest thing to cocaine. Really? Yeah. So I I treat sugar like a narcotic because I know like sugar is just as addictive, you know, if not more than cocaine. Oh man, I'm telling you, dude. I un- I understand. I don't have much of a sweet tooth, but I'll tell you this: when I'm not, when I reduce the amount of uh, refined sugars. Yeah. Right. Because a lot of because I I I'm not on a keto diet, so I eat carbs. Mm. Right. But I'll eat you know stuff with just fiber. Yeah. So if yeah. it's fruits, there's a lot of dietary fiber in it. Um, I'll still have white rice, but I moderate it. 
you know, I'm just not going ham on it. Yeah. But literally like after a workout and then I, I'll eat like, you know, if you, when you see like this, a video of somebody lost in the desert and then they get a basket of food in front of them and you see them stuff their face. That's what I do to berries. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, where's the fucking chef? You know, yeah, it's cause your brain can't stop. Yeah. Your brain can't stop. It craves it. It wants it. It's that addictive. Mm. The, so that's what I mean. Like a sugar addiction to me is the same as a drug addiction. The symptoms of a sugar addiction is obesity. Yeah. You know? So like even LeBron James, like he's always looked fucking fit his entire career. Right. Yeah. And then he did the sh- zero sugar diet and he lost 20 more pounds. That's crazy. Of just like the body fat that's left all over his body and he got shredded. Yeah. Yeah. For you, um, I know because you're comparing it to, wait, how did you, how did you start doing cocaine? <laughs> Let's say, um, so, you know, I used to drink like a lot, right? Yeah, a yeah, lot, yeah. a lot. Oh, was that the balancer? Yeah. So um, years and years of drinking and one night, um, you know, it's like the end of this Momo, obviously. And it's like towards the end of the night, I'm so drunk as fuck. And I'm like, fuck, like, I don't know if I can drive or some shit, right? And this guy, we both know him. Um, he's like, Hey, want to do a bump? Like you'll be straight. Right. I'm like, and because I'm so drunk, usually I would think about it. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like my first time. So I do a key bump and he was fucking right. I was sober. I was straight. So really? Yeah. That's like that shit on that Denzel Washington movie, the flight. Yeah. Flight. Yeah. You would drink so much. He would just do a bump of cocaine and he was straight. And then you go back to drinking some more. (laughs) What is it? How, why does that happen? Because of people like, you know, we've, we have our addiction issues and we just go hard. Like for a long time, I didn't know how to sit down and just have a beer. I had to get fucked up. Oh yeah. I couldn't go just out, have yeah. one, right? Yeah. I couldn't just have a buzz and have a conversation. I, I just had to get blacked out drunk. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's definitely like an addiction issue. It's a binging issue as well. Like where you just, you have, you work long hours and go all day sober and once you get home or it's finally the weekend you fucking stuff your brain full of chemicals yeah 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 just to chill out what is because i've never done cocaine before what does it feel like um like a really great adderall like a fun adderall Mm. like disco is actually good music (laughs) so the last time i did it right my big last hurrah i went to columbia and mm. I got some real Colombian good shit. shit, some good shit. Mm-hmm. And you know that song, mm-hmm, gasoline or whatever. Yeah. So gasoline, they make cocaine out of gasoline and coca leaves. That's why. So when it's like pure and it's good, you can smell the gasoline. Oh, really? If when you don't, it's like chopped up so much with like baby formula or creatine or some white yeah. powder, right? And it gets chopped up when it gets to America. You know, and then it burns your fucking nose. Mm. And like, you know, when you get water up your nose, yeah, like you get a foreign substance in your nose, and it burns. That's what it feels like. And you get bad cocaine. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Oh shit! So, like, I went to Colombia. It was fairly easy to get it off the street. We got a whole eight ball. It's crazy because it's only this big as a rock, right? Yeah. And then when you start breaking it up, oh my god, it was endless. Did it every day for an entire week. Holy shit! Yeah. So what is it? Is it an upper? It's a, yeah, crazy upper. So like, 
I, I love like trap, like hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. After when on cocaine, it's a million times better. Then I, I went on Spotify and I looked for a cocaine mix. And they had a bunch oh of disco. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Oh my God, I get it. I get disco on it. You know? <laughs> like, dude, disco's really cool. Yeah. And then you start, and then so you, I go back through these 80s mixes and these 80s songs built off of cocaine. And it's like, this is some good shit. That's people like fucking on that shit, dude. Yeah. No, I, I can get, I get cocaine dick. One time, mm. like I was out partying and, you know, met this girl and- we were just drinking and then we would go to Ndorabang after and she she had cocaine with her. <laughs> it was a date. Yeah. And I was so fuck it, you know, like whatever we did it. And but yeah, when we got back to her place, yeah, it's it's not hard. It's it's like not easy to get it up. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's nuts, man. Like I've never had been interested in doing like any hard drugs. I don't really like drugs in general, as I drink this alcohol. Um <laughs> but um socially acceptable drugs. You know, like like alcohol is different because when you're drunk, sometimes you're so drunk, you don't even know you're drunk. Mm. It feels like you're in control. Yes. That's the biggest difference. I think that's why to me, alcohol has been a little more tolerable because I, even though you're drunk, you still feel like you're in control. And that's why cocaine can be dangerous. Like I said, like you eat one little fun size bar of candy from mm-hmm. Halloween, right? That's not enough. You'll eat another. Yeah. And another and another and another and another. And soon before you know it, you ate the whole bag of candy, like mm. cocaine, like some days like you just can't fucking stop. Oh shit. Like I had to start giving myself a timer, like a 30 minute timer between my bumps. Oh really? Especially when it's that readily accessible to you. Like it's so addictive that like, you just keep jumping. Why'd you, why'd you stop doing cocaine? Um, well, the come downs are really bad too. If you're oh. that high, the lows are really bad. Does that too. fuck up with like, I know they were talking about some of the side effects with E. Yeah. You know, yeah. because it, it, what is that part of your brain that, it, that causes euphoria? Um, I can't, I, yeah, I, we can't remember. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not a scientist, all right, guys. Yeah. But either way, that part of the brain that releases that chemical that creates euphoria and happiness, yeah. it gets overloaded so much that when they're off that, they're almost like depressed. They're very depressed. Yeah. 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 So, like, because um, it really so much serotonin. dopamine, yeah, dopamine and serotonin. Yes, that it, it fucks up like your your regulatory um, production. It's the same thing that stuff. happens with people who take steroids. Yeah, they have to take estrogen to you know all this other stuff. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. yeah. So the balance is way off. So the, I know people who have a whole concoction of vitamins and minerals for when they do drop E, so yeah. that they can recover better. But then it's for the same reason. I don't like to come down on E, although it's fucking great and fun to be on. Sometimes it takes like an entire week with the come down, like with how shitty I feel. Oh, that payoff is terrible. Yeah. So that's why people get addicted to it because they need to get rid of that feeling by yes. using this drug. Yeah. Because you're so low and like, you know what? Cocaine does the trick. <laughs> anyway, mm. it's it's a deadly cycle, like with a lot of drugs. Especially. That's why I'm not a big fan of like, that's why I like CBD products because, or even when you take Delta 8 things, mm-hmm. like Delta 8, the, the high feels different. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not the same. Right. Yeah. And I've given you, you know, gummies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more controlled. It's a lot more subtle uh, versus, you know, you saw me at my worst, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, yeah. I, I was in another universe. <laughs> yeah. You know, just like, what, what is time? Yeah. You got <laughs> fucked up. Bro. I was fucked up, bro. Yeah. Um, but I, what I found out is like, I found my happy medium. Yeah. I, when you can handle your shit is when it works. Yeah. Know? I don't like uh, THC edibles. Yeah. Um, 
I don't like, um, what do you call it? So I was hanging out with Dan at Robin's place, right? Yeah. And he had a vape. Yeah. Right. And I didn't realize those THC vape stuff. That, that, <laughs> dude, it's hella That's so strong. Why do like people, why 90 do something not, percent, bro? <laughs> why do people not tell me these things? Yeah. You took a huge hit. I took two. Oh my God. Yeah. I took two fat fucking hits. And I'm sitting there and our buddy Dan, he's like telling me about what's going on with his life. And he's opening <laughs> his heart to me. And you know what all I was saying in my head was? Make sure that you look like you're paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> I, just kept, I just kept saying it to myself in my head. If he finds out that you don't know what the fuck he's talking about, he's going to yeah. be crushed. Just nod and pretend like you know what he's saying. And I was just sitting there just, yeah, bro. I, I feel you. I get it. I was high as a motherfucker. I hated it. Yeah. I fucking hated it. So you can't do the vape pens then. Those yeah. things are fucking harsh, bro. Yeah. They're intense. Yeah, that's that's like the level where marijuana is at right now. It's oh, fucking hard. What the fuck hard. is that? Yeah. And I just kept thinking, every time I had these experiences, I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's the Shabu experience all yeah. over again. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so I had the slight, it wasn't like the delay I had at the Shabu place. Right. The Shabu place was literally like a 10 second delay. Yeah. I was blasted. gone. Yeah. And it's just where you, picture inside of a picture inside of a picture you know where literally i'm floating above yeah. telling you look i've been dead i'm yeah. dead dude you're like why is everything so slow <laughs> that's what you said yeah. Yeah, dude, but what, what, when you find your happy meaning when you can control your high like look Keith Richards the guitarist for the Rolling Stone mm -hmm. has been on heroin for the past 60 years that's crazy but it's because he's controlled. He has the same dosage for the last 60 years. Oh, wow. That's how he functions. Ozzy Osbourne has this weird genetic, I don't know if I want to call it a disorder, but it's the reason why he can take such hard drugs and never die. It doesn't fuck with him. It was a genetic, it's a genetic thing in in him that, yeah, he just doesn't oh, he's a superhuman from it. Yeah. And he's taken everything off, the, you know, but obviously I'm not like, we're not, I'm not here telling you guys, oh, you guys should try cocaine. Like, no, it's bad. It's yeah, bad. I've seen people's lives ruined with it too. You know, but I, like, I was trying to make the analogy between sugar yeah. <laughs> with being bad. I like smoking joints though. Yo, you do. Like the classic just fucking little fucking joint. Yeah. Because the way that it makes you high is way more subtle and it lasts a lot shorter. Yeah. So uh, smoking with Robin. And mm -hmm. I just, you know, I was like, damn, I haven't done this in a hot second. I took a couple puffs. I'm like, this is normal. Yeah. This is how it should make you feel. Mm -hmm. It's almost undetectable. Yeah. Right. And it reminded me of this. When you just sit and chill, you have a glass of wine or a little bit of like liquor, mm -hmm. you, you can sit and chill, right? Yeah. That's when you can find that happy medium is like the right place. Yeah. That's why I smoke marijuana yeah. too now because all that other shit, I was going hard. Obviously, I mean, I was in a crazy mental state, but where marijuana takes me is like where I'm not destroying myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Internally. Yeah. You know, I'm not doing this shit because my life is so da 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 this and Who's the first person that gave you cocaine? Oh, wait, you mentioned like we know this person then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. It was okay, a friend okay. in Seattle. But then, you know, over time, like, especially like in, in, in K-Town, <laughs> oh. it shows up everywhere. Well, like cocaine has become so accessible now. Yeah. Like it's kind of weird yeah. where, um, you know, people used to have certain amount of judgments toward people who smoked weed. Right. Yeah. And now we have these weird situations where like literally in Cape Town, I met like come. Yeah. Like, people are just doing bumps in the bathroom. I'm yeah. Like, Dude, this wasn't like this like six years ago. No. Like why the fuck is everybody doing cocaine now? Dude, it's like, yeah, it, it is 
it's made a huge comeback. Yeah. It's just the party scene, I guess, is has changed where it's just like the stigma behind cocaine isn't there anymore. I mean, the weekend, all of his songs are about cocaine, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> like, Dude, freaking uh, funniest story ever. One of our friends that we know, the first time he ever did cocaine, he did it on accident. So accident. <laughs> he was he was at a fucking uh lounge and he was dancing. I know this girl was cute. And then she was like dancing with him, like super close, grinding with him or whatever. And she was super close to him, like about to kiss him. And she kind of whispered in his ear. She goes, he goes, you want to do a bump? He's innocent boy. <laughs> he doesn't know what a bump is. He doesn't is. know what a bump is. So <laughs> like he was a little like, bump and he, goes, he goes, sure. And then um, she goes, just breathe in. Uh, he breathes in and then he's just like dancing or whatever. And everything becomes hella intense. And he goes, yeah. I did drugs. I think <laughs> yeah. I did drugs. And yeah. he's, he's such a clean guy. Yeah. And he, so he runs into the bathroom and he just starts, holds his knees together. <laughs> he just starts freaking out. He's like, I did drugs. Really? <laughs> yeah. This one got drugged by some cute girl on Damn. a dance floor. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm always on the moon. Like the thing about cocaine is, why it's dangerous is because it is fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, it is fun, but you you do pay a price. I think it's that it's the scary part for me is when you said that the the come down is so harsh that having to like yeah, if you know what can fix it, why not do it? It's like having yeah. a headache and not taking Tylenol. Yeah. Like why wouldn't you? Yeah. Which is really 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 the, really scary. The other thing is just deal with it. Deal with it and then maybe and then all of a sudden it's in front of me again another weekend, you know? Yeah. Uh, my sister actually told me a story because um, she works at a hospital. Like she was coming out to have lunch and leaving. And there was a group of people doing CPR on a person in in front of outside the, like the driveway of the hospital, you know? And when she found out what happened was like one of the employees uh, was eating lunch, having a sandwich on the bench in front of the hospital and then started choking on it. Mm-hmm. He couldn't breathe. And then like, I guess later they found out um, he had a heart attack while having lunch. And it was because he had massive amounts of cocaine in his system. Holy shit. Yeah. Dude, I know this is such a sidetrack, but um, so two things happened actually in the past few days that I only just found out about. Um, so Sacramento had its biggest mass shooting recently in my hometown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you see that shit, right? I didn't see it. It was, I think it was like nine people that died. And it was after some kind of like Tyler, the creator concert. But unloaded a hundred rounds, bro. (sighs) Fucking nuts. And then I find out um, through a a friend of mine, um, this is somebody that I met once, but she was really, really close to this guy. And I met him too. Guy is the, he is the shit. Like he's on his shit. He's like, he's like in production. Yeah. Um, Just dope. Like we worked on a project together and I met him and I'm like, this guy's fucking dope. I would love to like work with him again one day. Um, my friend was moving and then he was helping her move and whatever. And um, I might be paraphrasing the story a little wrong just because it was so shocking to hear this. Uh, she, uh, she basically calls him because he was supposed to either help her the next day to finish up. He doesn't pick up his phone at all, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't pick up his phone, doesn't know what's going on. And then the next thing you know, she finds out through somebody else that the reason why he wasn't picking up his phone is because he died. In the shooting? He got shot up in the middle of night out in like the Burbank or Hollywood area. It's actually a news article, so you guys Uh, can read it up. Um, So that's why I'm okay talking about it because it's out in public. He got shot like three times in his car and he crashed into a car and then they just bounced and they killed him while he was driving. What the fuck? 
Was three, it like a drive-by just gang initiation type? Don't bullshit, fucking know. This right? is 330 This guy's a full-grown adult. The sweetest, nicest dude ever. I'm talking about, there's absolutely no way this was like drug or gang involved at all. Like that's, yeah. he's like one of those guys. Yeah. Shot three times, died in his car and it crashed. How fucking nuts. What the fuck? Don't know who did it. Literally don't know who did it. Man, I mean like that, that sounds similar towards like a few years ago. This, this fucking girl in Hollywood. I think it was in front of the Roosevelt Hotel. Mm. Somebody ran up behind her and blew her head off with a shotgun. Point blank shot. You know when you go point blank with a shotgun, it it's obliterates. Yeah. yeah it's, he blew her fucking head off. Why? And ran away. So the cops were believing that it was like a gang initiation thing that he had. He had to do it. Go murder someone get into this game why like that though guy yeah like that's so fun she was walking with her boyfriend so it was a couple walking down the street they walk they turn off either it's i think it's either hollywood or sunset but where the roosevelt is down that alley and they just fucking murder there's her. some weird things that happen um especially when it comes to like so in um in stockton modesto area uh when i was younger there was a gang that the uh, the initiation was that they had a uh, cut somebody's Achilles tendon. What? And, yeah, and that's how you got in the gang. A stranger? Yeah, yeah a stranger. So uh, I heard about this shit, right? And I'm like, the fuck? That's nuts. I don't know if it's true. And then lo and behold, there was, um, uh, it was on the news where they were warning people uh, about when they pump for gas at gas stations late at night because these guys would um, wait under the car oh and wait God. for you to go pump your gas and then cut your Achilles tendon. And that's how they you get into the gang. What the fuck? Fuck, man. Crazy, dude. This world's fucking... This is why I go home. I'm like Cinderella. Before the uh, clock strikes 12, Yeah, I'm home. And, yeah. I'm, and if I want to drink, I'll drink at home for the rest of the night. I don't trust people anymore. People are fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. Now I get it when my parents are like, hey, make sure that you come home early because they're worried about shit like this because of the shit that we've seen in this world. Yeah. It's so fucking crazy. Like just this guy just driving at, at night and then getting shot to death. And nobody knows why. Yeah. Nobody fucking knows why. I'm, I'm, it might have been like late at night and, you know, those guys probably, you know, most hit him or some shit. He was like, fuck you. And then they shot him up. It could have been something oh, as fuck. simple could as that. It could have been like road rage or some shit too. Man. It could have been. Because I'll tell you this too. When I was in, I used to have road rage like crazy. And the reason why I stopped having road rage was number one, I realized I'm a terrible driver. Yeah. So 90% of the time it was my fault. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other, the other shit was like, uh, I was on the road and um, these cars almost like sideswiped me. I get fucking pissed off and I, I look over and I go, fuck you like that. Right. This car slows down and there's a bunch of tatted up fucking Mexican dudes. <laughs> right. Hanging out the car window. And they're like, what's up? And I just looked at them. I was like, I said, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> just say, just I'm say sorry. so sorry. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> fucking pussy. You fucking bitch. And I was just like, you're right. <laughs> yeah. This is what I am. It's my favorite. It's when you come in with the, oh, Yesterday, Korea. Today, America. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you get out of it. They yeah. scared the living shit out of me, dude. And yeah. I'm like, oh, these guys would have fucking killed me, dude. Straight up. Yeah. I should have known by the, the car that they had, but they were just, you know, I was feeling a little brave that a little day. Coupe de Ville. Like, what are you thinking, bro? Straight up. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, it was one of those old fashioned, like Coupe de Ville, you know, those long oh, cars, shit, those yeah. long U-boat cars. Yeah. And they were just hanging out the fucking, what's up, bitch? Fucking pussy. Just going yeah. off on me. And I just sat there just gripping the steering wheel. Just, oh, shit. <laughs> when you see a Coupe de Ville that's too nice and kept, you know, well- 
that's when you don't fuck with it. Yeah. It's like, this is a fucking problem. Yeah. Man, stop full fucking bitch. Put, yeah. They said all this shit to me. I just let it happen. Yeah. But going back, I mean, like with all this fucked up shit too, like we were talking earlier about my mental health issues last summer. I actually had to put down the weed. I'd stopped smoking for like three months. Oh shit. How was that? It's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy, especially because I had nightmares every night. What? I had nightmares like every single night. So when you're a kid and you get nightmares, right? Like that's what I realized. Like you dream about monsters and scary shit, that the fears that you have, mm -hmm. right? As an adult, like my dreams, my nightmares are like worst case scenario situations. Like I'll have dreams where my sister gets caught up in an avalanche and I'm desperately trying to save her and find her. Really? You know, I'll have dreams where, um, you know, I, I see somebody I hate, like um, <laughs> in love with somebody that I love, you know, that kind of shit. And then I start struggling with this anxiety in my dreams. So when I wake up, I'm fucking freaked out, you know? Oh shit. That's a little too real. Yeah. I don't like that. Crazy vivid dreams. That's the, one of the biggest symptoms of marijuana withdrawal. Crazy vivid dreams. But for me, they weren't like, oh shit, I'm flying or whatever. Like the, it, the dreams are so vivid that even though like I have a dream every single night, it's so real to me up to the point where my anxiety is so out of control in my sleep. When I say this is a dream, I instantly wake up. Oh shit. Yeah. And, and I'm sweating and like my heart's pumping and all that shit. Dreams are so trippy yeah. too. Cause I, and I, I've, I don't, I'm not going to tell the story again on this podcast. I've said it twice, but you know, the person that we talked about yeah. before, you know, that's a little weird, yeah. you know, I had a dream about her and it was so forthcoming in who she is as a person that it, it was almost like a weird warning. Like somebody yeah. from another realm was warning me yeah. about this girl Yeah, because, um, long story short with it and yeah, I might have told you this too but essentially went into this like dark forest and there was a mansion in it and it was all lit up very pretty and you yeah. go into this like mansion and I go into a room and it's like a kid's room and there's a gigantic robot standing there right yeah and he turns around and he has the voice of her manager right. at the time and he looks at me and he starts malfunctioning and he just freaks out and falls over and, and you know he's like freaking out and he goes don't trust this person and yeah like, what what the fuck are you talking about and I look at her and then she turns into a fox <laughs> and then we're running away because I'm freaking out like because yeah. this gigantic robot is like giving me this like warning and then we're, we're, we're driving away and this person's a fox the whole time. Just sly. A sly yeah, a sly fox. little fox. And I eventually, you know, long story short, I eventually get out. And then, but that was like a very forthcoming dream about who this person yeah. is. And I still feel that way about that. And I've always felt that way. But that dream was so vivid to me. Yeah, It's like, oh, it's like a representation of who this person is. And I, I saw what you saw. I mean, I, mean, I didn't have the same dream as you. I yeah. mean, like the, the feelings you had like in yeah. real life uh, about was, this person. Like for, for us and this person, it was early on for me. Yeah. Like it was literally, I met this person for like a few days and I'm like, I don't like this person. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. My, my, first, my first interactions with her was because I was starstruck. Yeah. You know, like, oh my gosh, this person's my friend. But um, yeah, over time, um, you know, you we 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 read people really well. You yeah. know, we we do filmmaking. Part of our whole thing is storytelling, and yeah. we can see a story being told 
mm-hmm. when people are are un- unconsciously telling it. Do you know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, 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 yes. Because yes, they're yes. manipulating an idea that they have about their world. <laughs> yeah. So they just live that out almost to a delusional degree mm-hmm. where it's only true to them, but it's still just the only truth in the world. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, like uh, we have a friend and uh, he got divorced, right? And his wife has been trying to hang out with me. Yeah, You know, not in a, any kind of like intimate way or whatever, but in a sense that she still wants to be my friend. But for me, where I was caught up in this was like, I was so confused. Like she's being really nice. Yeah. You know, and she wants to work with me too. Um, and I don't hate her because of the divorce or anything. But for me, I was like, uh, is this normal? Like, because you, you married my best friend, but then I wasn't your best friend. Right. Yeah. I mean, those are those, I'm pretty sure anybody who's listening to this too, I wonder, it'd be dope to hear in the comments, like if they, if you guys have been through something like this, like what is the proper etiquette? Cause mm-hmm. for me, I don't have emotion. It's, it's okay. So like you've, you've obviously had many friends where you're, they're dating each other and you're friends with both of them. Yeah. It, it, cause for me, it all depends on how the relationship developed. But I say that now, but I'm a very loyal person and I'm always going to go with the person that I was introduced to that person with. So it's like, you were an introduction because this person is my really close friend. Yeah. Where, where my, where does my dedication lie? Right. And it's not to say that I don't cherish the moments that I had with the other person, but it's different. It's different now. It's like, it was, there was conditional. The condition was that this person was the gateway between our friendship it's not that we didn't have good moments, but whenever we hung out, it was it wasn't like we were one on one. It was us as a group mainly. Yeah. So I don't really feel and plus like friends do come and go. Yeah. And I have my stable core group of friends. So if this person goes, I'm not gonna feel a certain way about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Hey all, it's David So. And if you want to listen to Genius Brain without ads, now you can. Just go to geniusbrain.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting my show too. That's geniusbrain.supercast.com. Thanks. I don't have any real personal beef, but then I was locked up in my loyalty my boy. Yeah. You know, this man took care of me when I was coming out of Washington. I'm his best, like I'm his best friend and I'm, I'm practically his Tamagotchi. Yeah. You know, this guy, <laughs> his sole job for me is like to keep me alive you yeah. know, because he's been there at my worst, you yeah. know? And, you know, they're, they're split up and she's posting about her new boyfriend, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's pretty quick it's, to me. It's pretty soon or whatever. But I don't, I still don't feel any personal way about that because they're divorced. They can do what she can do whatever the fuck she wants, right? But she's also like, you know, reposting my stories because she thinks it's funny. She's tagging me in them. And I felt like she was giving this image that we, she and I were still friends. Like she's kind of giving this, hey, look at this new generation. Like, look how great this divorce turned out. I'm still friends with my ex's best friend. Anything, but I didn't sign up for this story, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't trying to make it go this way. I was just being cool, like you guys are broken up. But then, 
I'm like being painted into this picture of hers, like that this divorce is so great or whatever, or this is like this truly amicable, modern, great divorce, which in a sense it is, but I don't have to be a part of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's where I was feeling. So a friend uh, was visiting LA and she's divorced too. She was in a 10 year long relationship. So I asked her, like, I'm going through this thing. I'm like, did you try to be friends with your ex-husband's friends? She's like, what the fuck? No. Yeah. What the hell? Like, like we got along, but we we were friends through association. Yeah. And she's like, straight up, I left the town and all the people associated with it. You know, I don't need to be their friends, like kind of thing. So I'm like, why thing in my head, why does this person want to be friends with me that badly after this? You know, at least give me some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I it's, it's weird. And I think it's, you know, f- for you or anybody else, you're going to have to think smart. It's like, what's the, what's, what's, what's the idea of this? Is this because... Do you want to feel good about the divorce? Yeah. So it really feels like amicable to you. Yeah. Do, do you need me to affirm that for you? Yeah. Like, is that like, am I your token thing for your guilt or your emotions? Right. Because, you know, we, it's not amicable. <laughs> <laughs> to be straight up with it. Yeah. It's not amicable at all. Yeah. So the idea that, you know, for this person, if they think that it is, that's their reality. I'm not, I can't say otherwise. That's how, what they believe. Yeah. And but, we're not trying to get in a debate with them to try to convince them. It's not, yeah, that's yeah. How, if that's how she feels, that's how she goal, feels. Goal of your life. But objectively, it's not amicable, <laughs> yeah. you know, but you know, but I do see a lot of people kind of create their own narrative because they want to feel guilt-free. They want to feel good. And you know, the first thing is, it's like, you know, having conversations, it's just, oh, it's very amicable. Nobody asked you. Yeah. Why'd you say that? This podcast is brought to you by Raycon, my friend. Shout outs to Raycon for accompanying me in my everyday life, helping me get my fitness on because Raycon stays in my ears and provide me entertainment. If you guys don't know what Raycon is, Raycon has these everyday earbuds that look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge my friends trust me eight hours of play time 32 hours of battery life at half the price of other premium brands i love them kickboxing running jogging you best believe i got some raycons go to buyraycon.com brain today to get 15 percent off your raycon order that's buyraycon.com brain to score 15 percent off buyraycon.com brain the reality being too like why does it have to be 100 percent perfect yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be. Divorces are messy. Yeah. It is what it is. That's the reality of the situation. That's fine. Yeah. But the idea that, you know, when you tell me that she says, you know, it's amicable, it's like, for who? Yeah. For you? Because you found someone new immediately. Yeah. You know, you know? and like, this is not judgment because I don't know their personal relationship like that, but I do know him. It's not amicable. Yeah. So for her to say that's a little odd, like it's weird. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like I said, that's where, where you could feel a little emotionally kind of caught in the middle because somebody in her, you know, she might be honest in her own world, in her sense of whatever world that she's living in. She's like, oh, it's, you know, it's the perfect divorce. It's great. So for her, when she does that, it's like, okay, I know that it's not. Yeah. But at the same time, why do you need me to be around? Yeah. And once again, and I think anybody would feel this way. You you might feel like you might be getting used. Mm-hmm. And this person too, if they are that delusional, they might not even know that what they're doing. They're right. just kind of carrying on about their ways, which right. is very odd. And I think it's smart for you too, because I'm 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 all about loyalty for the longest time. Yeah, you know. And for me, it's not so much just 
you know, in terms of friendship, loyalty isn't just because somebody has been around for a long time. It's how important this person to me has has been to me in my life. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, for for you and our friend, your guys' relationship is very, very fucking tight. Like how much he's been with you throughout every stage in your life. Yeah. That's a very special fucking bond. Yeah. You know? And the idea, and maybe for her, what she has to think about too, it's like, it's not just, oh, we were both friends. No, 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 no. This is a different bond. Yeah, yeah. No matter how fun we had, how much fun we had or whatever, you do not supersede our personal relationship. And it's not because he's asking it of you. It's what you're comfortable with. With that, I can see that she would like to have that kind of relationship with me too. But I didn't have that fucking 22 years with her growing up, you know, um, yeah. to be on that level. Really. That takes time. But, you know, like certain people too, they always fuck on the first date with friendships. Like they they think that because you had a great interaction with somebody a few times. Oh, yeah. You had a great night going out somewhere. Just Dude, crazy. this is my friend. Bombs. Yeah. No. <laughs> we just hung out. Yeah. We went wild one night. You yeah. know, where we were drinking and shit. But like. Dude, I was at a bar. I talked yeah. to the bartender. We had a, He's not my friend. <laughs> but we had a good time for those 10 yeah. minutes. Doesn't mean we're fucking friends. Yeah. And those are the people that I always a little bit scared, like scared about. Like how they speak about me to other people. They're like, this is my friend. No, we are not <laughs> friends. We are not. Don't say that shit. It reminds me of this guy. Like uh, I met up with another friend from Seattle to go have dinner with his other friends. I, I don't even know who they are. So I'm like, oh, all right, you know, mutual friends. These guys visiting. So we'll get together. Mm-hmm. And when I get there, this guy knows who I am. And he's dabbing me up. And I'm like, yeah, I got to be honest. I don't know who you are. And he was mad offended. Right. He's like, don't you remember when we went up to this guy's house and we drank that night? Like this person was there, this person, this person was there. The dude, I was on cocaine. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying. Yeah, bro, I was fucked up at that time. Yeah. In that time of my life, I don't remember a goddamn thing. But this guy was angry that I didn't remember him. The audacity, dude. Yeah, it's like, come I on, man. That. Why do I have to be your friend either? Like, it's like, cool. Like, we're here, you know, like I'm reintroduced to you. <laughs> I'm so bad with remembering people and names sometimes because, you know, when you're in this city too and you're, you know, you're out hanging out, you just meet a bunch of people when you're always drunk. Yeah. Dude, there's this one girl. She's very cute. It's our buddy Tom's friend. And uh, she introduced me herself to me once. I said, hi, whatever, whatnot. Apparently I was like very like nice and kind or something, yeah. a little bit flirtatious. I meet her again a second time. What's your name again? What's your name? <laughs> and she goes, oh, you met me. I was like, oh, that's right. I'll remember you, right? Third time. Hey, my name's David. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you something. Reached out my hand. She just looked at me and walked away. Yeah. And, I, and, all of, and, I, and my, I never met her before. So I'm like, fucking yeah. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what a bitch. Yeah, people don't understand though. Like you meet a thousand people a week sometimes, yeah. right? <laughs> this one comes up to me. He goes, bro, you fucking forgot her again? I'm like, who? <laughs> about i can't forget somebody i never met he goes dude you met her like a bunch of times it's like she's super cute i was like yeah this girl's super cute he goes dog you literally told her last time that you will will, will not forget her face <laughs> and you said my hi my name is david i fucked up oh, so bad man. but now i remember her yeah because okay. we had a very special interaction of right. her walking away from me right it's those core memories <laughs> yeah sometimes i just want to see her out on the street again just so i can reintroduce myself yeah 
<laughs> she's gonna hit up Tom. Like, she actually did see me once at an event, and she walked. She just fucking snubbed me. Uh, she just had it. She wanted to give it back to you. Yeah, she just. I I was gonna say hi, right? Right. And she just snubbed me super hard, and I'm like, bitch. Speaking of being snubbed, like this the the person we were talking about earlier, because I was just like, you know, I need time. I'm 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 out there with my boy. Like, I'm not comfortable. You know, hanging mm-hmm. out. And she she gave her plea one more time, like, why don't we hang out and talk it through, like, go have dinner. And I honestly just didn't respond. Because, I mean, I how didn't could know you? what to say. Yeah. Yeah. And then she blocked me. <laughs> she blocked me on all social media. Hey, hey, sounds like you guys are pretty amicable. Yeah. <laughs> sounds amicable. <laughs> I go, yeah. It's like, I'm like, it's cool. Like, everything else, I have no personal issues with you, but you divorce is divorce. Yeah. That's exactly what I said. Yeah, and it's, I, I don't want people to think that you're over here like, oh, I'm down for my boy. It's not because he's not asking yeah. that, right? It's just what you're comfortable with. And yeah. that makes per- perfect sense too. You know, it's like wanting to have your cake and eat it too. It's like, oh, well, we're split, but everything can be just the same. Yeah. Says who? What What rule book is this? Yeah. People create these like rule books without even knowing what the fucking game is, and, you know? And that's more offensive to our buddy that she's divorcing. Like he's the only one left in the gutter. I would rather sit in the gutter with my boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the kind of loyalty like I grew up with, to be honest. Yeah. But that's like also a good thing for, and by the way, this isn't like a toxic friend or something. This is a good person. Yeah. And so, you know, when you stick up for people who, you know, who have been there for you, it, it feels right. It makes sense. Not because you're expecting anything back from these people. It's just more like your moral compass guides you this way and it feels right. So you're going to do what you think, what you truly believe is right. Yeah. And that makes sense. Yeah. Like even like it's how, it's just how it is. Like, like the time when Jason Chen yelled at you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. And it's just, it, it's just because it's the right thing to do and it makes sense. Yeah. You, know, you, you kind of protect your friends and you're, you're mindful of their emotions and you're yeah. going to be mindful of the person who's the closest to you over the other person. Yeah. And that's just all that it is. It's no personal feelings. And there's a lot of things that ties us down by our principles, mm-hmm. right? And this is one of those things like, I don't want to break your heart. I don't want to make you feel bad. And I have, I'm not doing this with the intent to try to make you upset at me. It's just, this is me and this is where I stand. Like, like I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, like it is what it is. Yeah. Like it don't take just, it personally. It is what it is. Uh, yeah, man. It's, it's, it's such a weird situation. I wonder what people, if other people have been through that because I know my friends who've been through it and they, just like your friend, like, no, we just, we, I have my own group of friends mm. and these are the people and they have theirs. And if we see each other, it's cordial. We'll say hi. Uh, for this person, uh, it was different. She did not like her husband because yeah. right? her <laughs> husband um, at the time cheated on her with multiple women. Yeah. So it was, I didn't know. Right, 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 right. Right. Because I'm, I'm her friend. Right. I'm not his friend. So I guess he was just out doing his thing. And um she's just she's amicable with his friends right yeah and i I remember i asked her too i was like hey did you do you think that his friends know she goes probably but that i'm not married to them so Mm. they're gonna look after they're gonna look after their boy they have no reason to come and tell me even though we've shared drinks or whatever it's why would they step in and break up a family right you know if i didn't know i probably would have been happy not knowing and it would have been great but the fact is he got caught and i knew yeah so yeah. Which is very weird. I never thought somebody would have that kind of per, like perspective about that. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's I mean, that's of- a very fucking mature, logical way of looking at it. Yeah. Too, taking out her emotions, probably because she's cried enough over yeah. all this shit. She doesn't right? want to cry over him anymore. She yeah. doesn't want to like, 
you know, she's moved on. I mean, this was like a couple years ago. So she's moved on now. She's remarried, you know, has a new kid. No. So right. it's like, you know, she tossed her other kids. No, I'm kidding. But she, <laughs> <laughs> she's, um, she's, she's good to go. But d- divorce is such a messy thing. And I think it's the idea of people just wanting to have their cake and eat it too. But I would be kind of mindful and careful like you. Where it's like, what is the purpose of us being friends? Yeah, right. Is it because you're really going to miss me? Is right. it because if you if I'm not around, you're going to feel devastated? Probably not. Yeah. What is it with my affirmation, which only speaks on your insecurity? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. Sorry, yeah. you know, like yeah. you're exposing that. Right yeah, that's kind of weird, man. I don't, I don't know because I I wouldn't think that doesn't make any sense to me because I honestly wouldn't think that she would. Yeah. Especially because the way the, the, the your guys' friendship developed, you guys used to have had problems with each other. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? There was like some friction here and there. You know what I mean? I, I think, but the natural course of a lot of friendships is taking a break with somebody and then coming back like everything's cool. Yeah. And sometimes I'm not exactly down with that, but then I had an obligation to my fucking best friend who's married to her. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to stir up trouble. And I was like, I'm not going to hold grudges. And my boy loves this girl. And I am going to show the same unconditional love that he does because he's my boy. You know, like I wasn't team him and her. I'm team this relationship as long yeah, as we're yeah, yeah, together. Yeah. But shit, once it's over, you know, like, and I didn't have a hand in whether it was good or not. I just wanted to make sure everything was happy, but it's over now. I no longer have that obligation. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. Uh, that's just truly how I feel. Like I was doing this for my boy. You know what's so funny? So my 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 best friend is now broken up with this girl, right? Mm-hmm. Better once I fucking hate her. <laughs> um, and he knows how I am. Yeah. Right. He knows that I'm a very, I have tact, but I'm very straightforward. Yeah. More tact now than I was when I was younger, for sure. And you know this. Yeah. You know, like, we're talking about when it comes to brutal honesty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm way more tactful now. I'm a lot more careful with my yeah. words. And um, you're not no Korean doctor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm not sticking my finger up your butt yeah. like a puppet. And so I, I met her. Uh, they're broken up now and she has this habit of trying to always play devil's advocate when she doesn't have to. <laughs> right? What's with those people? I don't, I don't know. Why are you trying to stir up shit? Exactly. Well, the other side, I'm like, do you really believe it or not? God. Yeah, exactly. And so like, I only play devil's advocate on a podcast because we're talking about subjects that we don't really know about. Yeah. But when somebody tells you their personal story and they're opening up to you for you to side with somebody else that you've never even met, <laughs> it's very fucking odd. Yeah. Right? Nobody's asking you to take sides. And so when I was... um talking to her, I was talking to her, uh, telling her a very personal story about, and then we were talking for hours at this point and telling her a personal story about uh, my brother when he went through his breakup and, you know, he was going through it at the time. And um, I was telling her that this girl was kind of crazy. Like she was a bit of a psychopath and I know because I met her yeah. and, you know, and I'm not going to get into um, you know, details of his breakup, but it was pretty fucking messy. Yeah. And then she out of nowhere, for some fucking girl power reason, starts defending this girl. And this girl like damn near could have ruined my brother's life. Yeah. You know? And I stopped and I looked at her and I was like, hey, can I ask you something? I was like, in what sense do you think that it's appropriate for you to vehemently defend somebody who abused my brother? Yeah. Right? When you've never met my brother and you've never, I'm not asking you to break this down like you're a detective. I listened to your personal story, your trials and tribulations, and I thought I could open myself up to you. And now you're over here saying that basically insinuating that my brother's an asshole. 
Yeah, like he deserved it. Yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, well, you know, because when women did that, and she just and she goes, as a, as somebody who's in counsel, I'm a counselor, and I looked at her, <laughs> and I was like, I know counselors too, by the way. By the way, I was a youth minister. Yeah, you don't ever go ahead and then what's it called? Disregard somebody's trauma in a conversation. That's like a first no-no that you never yeah. ever fucking do. And that's what you're doing. And I was like, what gives you the right? And, and you know, and she just sat there and I, and I started lecturing her about number one, like the fact that you're sitting here disregarding and just being extremely dismissive of my personal feelings and in this person, very personal conversation. And she gets really quiet. Yeah. Right? And I have the audacity to give yourself the authority because you're a counselor. Exactly. And I told her, I was like, do people like it when you go ahead and say, hey, because I'm a counselor, that you you feel like you have the right to just say whatever the fuck you want? Like you could psychoanalyze me? I never asked for that. Yeah. Right? I was like, we're just having a regular conversation. If this is how you carry yourself, I'm pretty sure that you you probably have a lot of personal issues with having friends. And I think that got her because she doesn't have a lot of friends. Mm. Well, lo and behold, guess what? I'm no idiot. And, and I think it hit her. She starts crying. <laughs> right? And she goes like, I'm sorry. I, I didn't even know I was doing that. And I was like, well, you were. And it was super disrespectful. Yeah. And so I was telling her, I was like, okay. It's like, you know, I just feel like because, you know, your brother, you know, I'm a black woman and he's dating a black woman. I was like, she's white. <laughs> what? Oh, she goes, oh, I'm like, oh, so you're racist now too. <laughs> so she didn't, wait, so she didn't even know who this girl was. So she just wanted to defend her because she just assumed that she, he was dating a black woman. She goes, a black woman, I, I got to defend her. It's like, oh I was like, yeah. I understand all that stuff, but no. Yeah, Like I literally just told you my brother just went through some traumatizing shit and you immediately defended this woman and just, you know, started, you know, blaming my brother who's a victim. And she doesn't even know who this person is. No, doesn't know who this person is. Oh my God. So I'm like, why do you do that? And then she couldn't even explain herself. She yeah. goes, I, I don't know. And then the funny thing is, it's like, as she's crying, she's apologizing. She goes, you know, this is probably, I didn't realize I had this behavior. Um, I, I didn't mean to make you feel that way, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like asking her, I was like, do you do this to a lot of people? Because I'm pretty sure this isn't the first time. And I was a little drunk too, by the way. Yeah, okay. And yeah, because so you're why. keeping it fucking I'm real. Like right there to her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you're questioning her existence. Let me tell you something. My best friend's hilarious. I'm telling, I'm talking to his girlfriend like this, right? And I look at him and he just goes. <laughs> Gives me the fucking, the fucking the power sign. You yeah. know what I mean? The, the fucking right on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I'm walking to the car and I'm like, hey, yo, what the fuck is with her? Right. Because bro, I've been talking to her about this fucking crazy behavior that she has. Like she doesn't have a lot of friends because she always does this shit. Yeah. She always has to like try to make herself like she's above people as yeah. if she's giving people insight on shit. He goes, I tell her this all the time, but it doesn't mean shit. And he goes, that's the first time she had somebody stop and didn't check her ass on, yeah. the, on the spot. And I just denoted everything that she was doing and she didn't have anything to say back. And he was like, dude, he goes, honestly, that shit felt good. Yeah, you totally vindicated your bro there too. Yeah. Like he was right the entire and I was like, time. Is this what you've been going through this whole time? Yeah. Like while you were with her, he's like, yeah, it's tough. But you know, he loved her at the time. But I told him, I was like, hey, bro, I fucking hate her. <laughs> yeah, you, you let people know. Yeah. <laughs> you let me know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I fucking, I was like, hey, I'm gonna be respectful because she's your girl, but I don't fucking like her, bro. Yeah. And I was like, if that's how she talks to you, I don't fucking like her. Yeah. You know, and they broke up because of that type of behavior. Yeah. And she needs to go through a lot of therapy for that shit, but it's hard to give somebody therapy when they feel that they're in the counselor position yeah. and they know better. Yeah, like they've self 
done self-therapy because they studied the books. Exactly. <laughs> and that is the worst. Those people are legit, like they're borderline personality disorder. Mm. You can't you can't help somebody fix a problem when they don't recognize it as an issue or a problem. Mm. And that's what he was dealing with this whole fucking time. Right. But you know, for me, I don't give a fuck if that's my best friend. Because I, I this is what I told her at the end. I was like, I don't think you understand this. That's my best friend. Yeah. Like, I'd kill for this guy. For the rest of your life, if you guys get married, you guys have kids, I'm right there. <laughs> I was like, I, that means that you and I have to get along. Yeah. I, I'm uncle. I'm going to be around. Like, like this guy, Gabo, is damn near just as close to me as my blood fucking brother. I love this guy to yeah. death. He has been there for me for anything. So I'm going to be around. You and I have to get along. You cannot speak to me that way. Like, ever. I don't think you should speak to anybody that way in that you know condescending tone where you feel like you could be dismissive of everything because of the job position that you have. And as a counselor, I have friends who are counselors; they would never do that. Yeah, you know, you know. And I said my piece, and lo and behold, they broke up. And I, dude, I when he told me that shit, I was like, oh, I fucking hated that." Yeah. He goes, I know. He goes, "I know you did." He goes, "I just got to go." You know, he has to you know figure yeah. it out himself. And listen, there's so many guys who are sitting there waiting and hoping that their man or their man, their boy, like their best friend will come to their, I don't know about senses, but like like really have yeah. to face that real like- She thing, had great like, qualities too. Everybody does. She has great qualities too. She's really pretty, you know, yeah. you know, I guess. <laughs> I yeah. think of other things. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, just talking to her and just like, I, I, I kind of got worried. I was like, how are you a counselor? Mm. How are you a fucking counselor? Especially because I went through counseling a lot for anger management and yeah. none of my counselors talked to me like that. Right. They would never, ever be dismissive yeah. about like personal stories and they just try to make you feel bad and like make me judge my own fucking blood brother. Are you out of your fucking mind? You know, and there was no listening point. It was just immediate rebuttal. No listening. Didn't even listen and just, just interrupted and rebuttaled right. everything I was trying to say. Right. I was like, what are you rebutting? Hmm. Like, there's like who's here arguing with you? We're not, we're not right? discussing about the creation of man. Yeah. I totally just opened up to you and you're just like shutting that shit down. Yeah. That's you know? I just heard her fucking bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? You see me going here like, well, actually, yeah. actually, actually as a man. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> just mansplaining to me and shit. Yeah. I'm like, bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sick of that shit, man. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this conversation talking about getting over like drug addictions, you know, dealing with like divorced friends. This is all real fucking talk. And I'm pretty yeah. sure a lot of people have we're gone through this. And we're still a little lost about it too. Don't fucking like, know. We just have the questions. Yeah. <laughs> we're all trying to figure it out, man. You could catch Ed at Ed Park VP. Um, breakfast, as Mo breakfast at Momo's. Bible study at Momo's. Breakfast. <laughs> Not pickle pie. Yeah. <laughs> Bible study at Momo's. Yeah. They weren't open until like 4 p.m. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fucking pedgy uh, ass motherfucker. <laughs> you're ready to eat. Bible study. Yeah. <laughs> um, whenever he gets that going, you can follow that and you can catch us, uh, Genius Brains, every Sun Genius Brain every Sunday at 12 p.m. Love you very much, and we'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that. 
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.